praise the Lord. Okay, so um, let's get into the word. Ephesians chapter number four, verse number seven to 16. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from Ephesians 4, 7 to 16. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascends on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, cause growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Ephesians chapter 7, verse, chapter 4, verse 7 to 14, we see that um, Apostle Paul is now speaking to the church in Ephesus, or he writes to them, um, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the church in Ephesus. And when we talk about Ephesus, Ephesus is um, um, present day, that is in present day Turkey. So you can see that Apostle Paul spent a lot of time in Turkey. He spent a whole lot of time um, preaching the gospel. He spent a whole lot of time laboring in, in present day Turkey. So Ephesus was also known as the ancient port city of um, Ephesians is the, known as the ancient port city of uh, that is Turkey. So last time I, I think in, in Crete as well, we also got to know that Crete was also um, a port city in the Grecian Empire. Now, verse 7 says that, but to each one, so this is Apostle Paul speaking to us, he said that, but to each one, each one of us was given the measure of grace. Each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So all of us who are here this morning, God wants us to know that we have been given a measure of grace to every one of us. So in this family, every one of you should not think that he is a nobody or she is a nobody. Christ Jesus has given unto everyone a measure of faith or a measure of grace. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. So before he speaks about um, the, the, the subject of grace, before Apostle Paul speaks about the, 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 the liberation that the Christian has, now he, gives, he goes us and tells us the reason why God has given everyone a measure of grace. I want you to know this morning that you are not under bondage. You are not a failure. You are not under curse. You are, you are not a person that anybody can declare that you are a nobody. No, listen to me. The fact that you failed in something does not make you a failure. 
when I was in um, university in those days, I remember I used to say some certain things to myself. Even if my paper comes and um, I've made um, D or F, I tell the paper, you are rather a failure. I'm not a failure. The paper, the F is not written on my face. The F is written on the paper. So God wants you to know that Christ has given unto everyone a measure of grace. You are so precious in the sight of God that he has given you something that no one has seen before. And this morning I came to tell you that it is time for that grace of God on your life. It is time for that grace to come out. It is time for that grace to be made manifest to the world. You, we, we focus a lot on our weaknesses, forgetting about the grace of God. We focus a lot of, of, our, of our flaws, forgetting about the grace of God. He says, unto everyone has been given a grace. Everyone has been given a grace. And Apostle Paul goes ahead to say, why did God give us this grace? Why did Christ Jesus give us this grace? Number one, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 11, we see that Apostle Paul makes a reference that is Christ Jesus to the underworld before ascending to the heights of heaven. So there are two things that we see here. If you, if you, I want you to look into Ephesians very well. That is Christ descended on earth. Christ descended on earth. So why, was, why did God give us grace? Which I will come there. Why did God give me grace? When he gave, he gave me grace because he ascended on earth. And before he could give me grace, this was what was happening. So number one, God descended, God descending on earth. And why did God descend on earth? So we look at a picture here. Let me, let me just create a picture on your mind's eye, like a prince, like a royal. You are you, you, on your pathway to work. Maybe there is a refuse dump there, and you see that a king or a prince is eating from that refuse dump. What would you say? Or what would you um, um, question? That is there no anything wrong? Is there not anything wrong? So for God to come on earth, that is for God to come on this dejected world, for God to come to the earth that has lost his glory, for God to come on earth that has lost its power, it meant something very massive or it meant something very weighty. So that is Christ descended on earth and he came onto humanity. Humanity was um, in a state of that had lost its glory. Humanity had lost its power. Humanity had lost its influence. Humanity has lost its authority. So Christ came to humanity. And the question is that how will man be delivered from all these things? That is the reason for the coming of Christ. How will man be delivered from the power of death? How will man be delivered from the power of sin? How will man be delivered from the power of failure? That is why Christ Jesus has come. So when Christ Jesus came, this is what he does. He came and now he gave unto us gifts. He gave unto us grace. It says, and when he came, he led captivity captive. And what it means is that Christ was able to, cap, um, was able to um, capture death. That is um, the one that is able to lead us into captivity. God or through Christ led all these people into captivity. Oh, led all these things into captive. That is death, curse, devil sickness and sin so when christ came and led captivity captive these are the things that are able to lay us into captivity christ led them that is christ had power over them christ had power over failure christ jesus had power over sickness christ jesus had power over them 
Why did you do that? By he descending on earth. And not only did he descend on earth, the Bible says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth. That is the belly of earth. That is when he died, when he was crucified on the third day, the Bible says that he died, on the, he, he was crucified and he died and he was sent into the lower part of the earth. And when we talk about the lower part of that is the, the innermost part of the earth in the spiritual sense, he went into the belly of sin. He went into the belly of failure. So one of the things that um, Apostle, Apostle Paul borrowed from, that is from uh, uh, verse, verse, number, verse number eight, he says that, then he says, he, descend, he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Apostle Paul borrowed Psalm 68, verse number 18. And among the Jews, there's one thing that they believe. They believe that the, they believe in the system that the, the dead even is not liberated. So even um, among the Jews, what, what are the things that they believe that before Jesus had come, they believed that the dead was not liberated. And why is the dead not liberated? Um, in Jude 1 verse 9, we see also that um, Satan was battling with uh, the archangel over the body of Moses. And why was that happening? That they believe that a Messiah will come. And when that Messiah comes, that Messiah will be able to liberate us, not only liberate the living, but liberate only the, even, even the dead. So among the Jews, they also believe that if someone dies, the person is still not liberated. The person needs the eternal liberation of the Messiah. And Apostle Paul confirms that the Messiah, who is able to liberate everyone, that is not only the living, but even the dead, that Messiah has come. And that Messiah is Jesus Christ. So Christ has fulfilled that prophecy by his ascension. And the captives that were taken into heaven, the captives were taken to heaven with Christ, were the saints who had died from, from the time of Abel, even to the time of Christ, who were held captive by Satan. And he did that by conquering death, by conquering grave, and by conquering hell. By conquering hell. So he leading captivity captive. That is when Christ died, the, 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 the mystery as everybody dies. Christ did not just die as everybody dies. Christ died because he went into another world. He went into the belly of earth. He went into the belly of evil. He went into the belly of darkness. And not only did he do that, he went and those who were bound there, those who were under the shackles of death, the saints that were bound there. So what were they saying? That even the dead was not liberated. So sometimes we need to understand that Abraham was not liberated. Isaac, they were all not liberated. Christ need to go there and liberate them. Then he would ascend with them to the, to the father's place that they are also awaiting um, the, 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 the second resurrection of their body. So when Christ dies, he does not go into the lower parts of the earth to be held captive, but he goes to heaven to live and await for the resurrection of the body. So as we Christians right now, the greatest privilege we have here is that one thing that Christ has done, he will not do it again. So when we now die, we don't go to the realm of captivity. We now ascend to the throne room of God. We now ascend to, to heaven. And we also wait for our second, the second resurrection of our body. That is the parousia or the time that Christ will come, the final judgment day that Christ will come. 
and take us in his glory with him. So that is one of the things. Christ led captivity active. And there are certain times people say that, oh, when Christ died, um, Satan now goes to heaven, like the days of Job. Satan used to go to heaven and talk with God. Let me tell you this today, that the very moment Christ died, that link, that link was broken. That link was broken. He died and he went into hell and he had power over hell. He had power over death. So who is the Christian? The Christian is someone that lives, that lives a world that has power over everything that is contrary to the word of God. And these are the three things. So the, the two pictures I'm, I'm, I'm creating before your mind's eye this morning is that if you read verse nine, he said that he ascended to heaven. He ascended. So when Christ died, he did not remain in the grave. And as I said, his death is not a natural death. He did not die a natural death that we see. No, he transited into the evil world. He transited into the, 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 the evil darkness to have authority over sickness, to have authority over death. So that was why Christ got, went there. So we see that Christ died. No, he did not die. He transited into another world. That is when he came, he descended on earth, two places that he came. Number one, when he descended on earth, he came to the lower earth. That is the number one. Number two, he also went to the belly of the earth. There are two things here, the lower earth and the belly of the earth. And all these places, Christ went there and had dominion. So we are the believers or Christians, as you are listening to me now, we are on the lower earth. And when someone dies, the person goes to the belly of the earth. And the belly of the earth is where someone is also, also held captive there. But let me tell you, the glorious thing is that now when we die, we don't go to the lower earth. We ascend to the place of God. We live there in glory. We live there in power. We live there in praise. And whilst we are also on earth, whilst we are also on earth, what happens here? He says that unto everyone, God has given grace to everyone on earth. God has given grace. Why has he given you grace? So that you will not wallow in poverty. So that you will not wallow in shame. So that you will not wallow in bitterness. So that you will not wallow, wallow in sorrow. So that you will not wallow in confusion. So that you will not wallow in, in a life of, of bafflement. So that you will not wallow in a life of, I don't know what is happening in my life. No, grace has been made available unto you. And these are the three things that Christ did when he ascends, when he ascended into the Father's place. Number one, so this is, the, this is the significance of the ascension of Jesus Christ. Number one, he liberated the righteous mortal souls from captivity. So he liberated Abraham. He liberated Moses. He liberated Isaac. He, he liberated Elijah. All the patriarchs, he liberated them. That is those that were kept in the belly of the earth. The second thing is that he took captives into heaven. So when Christ died, the Bible says that he took all of them. So Christ went there to take Abraham to heaven with him. So now our father Abraham is in heaven. He took Abraham to heaven with him. And not only that, when now Christ died and he resurrected his ascension to heaven, the Bible says that he gave gifts unto men. And that is your glory this morning. Christ has given unto us gifts. So he says that you, some, some 68 verse 16 reads, you have received gifts from, you have received gifts among men. That is the David was prophesying, was given a, that is Apocalypto. He was given a word about, about the Messiah. He said that you have received gifts among men. And what it means here is that God has gave gifts unto the inner man. 
So you have received um, you have received gifts among men. What he was saying here, the original the original Hebrew rendering is that God has given, He has placed a special grace on your inner man. So right now, as you are listening to me, God says I should tell you that He has placed something unique in your inner man. He has given gifts unto men, and how did He do that? He had power over Satan. How did He do that? The subtlety of Satan, the the, the cunningness of Satan, the, the the power of Satan. Christ Jesus has now ascended from, from ascended from the grave, and 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 He has resurrected from the grave, ascended to the Father's place, and not only that, whilst we are on this lower earth, He has now in invested a new grace in your spirit. He has invested a new power. So Christ Jesus did not invest bitterness in your spirit. He did not, he did not invest uh, unforgiveness in your spirit. He did not invest anything that is contrary to the word of God in your spirit. He did not invest doubt in your spirit. Christ Jesus has invested his grace in your spirit. So he says that he has given grace to your inner man. So the grace may not be written on my face. It is in my inner man. There is a song that says that something in the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. So there is something that is greater in your inner man right now. You are not a normal person. I think you can put in the chat box right now. I am not a normal person. I am not a normal person. I am not a natural person. I am not a natural human being. I am not a natural person on earth. I am not a natural person on earth. You can put that in your chat box. Hallelujah. And these are the great gifts of God. He said that when Christ did that, he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. And what are some of the gifts? I want, to, I want to expose to you this morning about the eight gifts of God as I'm bringing my word to a close. I want to expose to you about the grace gift of God. Now, let me say something here. So the original Hebrew suggests that the gifts that he gave were received in our inner man. That is by virtue of Christ's incarnation, he received these gifts and gave to man. And these are the gifts that we are going to see this morning. What are the gifts that God gave to us? So God gave gifts to us through Christ. God gave gifts to us through Christ. And what are the gifts? Number one, God gave us Christ. John 3.16 says that God loved the world and he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him. So Christ is unto you a gift. That is the heavenly and indescribable gift. So Christ into humanity is something that is so heavenly and we cannot use words to describe it. We cannot use words to describe it. And number two is that he gave us the Holy Spirit. So what are the gifts? He gave us the Holy Spirit. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come on you. The third gift that God gave to us through Christ is our salvation, our salvation, our soteria, you have the salvation of God. You are being delivered from darkness because you didn't have power over it. You didn't know how to liberate yourself. It was because you, and you had the liberation of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you did it yourself, it wouldn't have happened. Your liberation did not come from you. Your liberation came from Jesus Christ. So don't force yourself to say some certain things to yourself that you don't understand. All you know is that I am liberated by God. Through Christ Jesus, I am liberated by God. Through Christ Jesus, so if anything bothers on your mind, maybe your emotions, your mind is trying to is trying to stir you away. Say to yourself that 
cry, I am, I am enjoying the salvation of God through Christ Jesus. So your salvation was not by you. The fourth gift that God gave to us through Christ is that we also have eternal life. We have eternal life. They that believed in him, they, that they will not perish, but they will have the eternal life. That is, they begin to have the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life, the, the, the life of God. The fifth gift that God gave to man through Christ is grace. Grace has been made available to us to this morning. He said that unto everyone has been given a measure of grace. And last time I explained grace, grace is joy. When we talk about grace, grace is a fulfillment. Grace simply means joy. That is a life that is devoid of anxiety. And when you are not anxious of anything, it means that you have everything. If you are not anxious of anything, it means you have everything. And that is grace. So God gives us grace through Christ. Number six is the gift, the, the spiritual gifts. So God has given unto everyone the spiritual gifts. Number seven is that he has given unto us ministers, those who minister unto you the word of God, those who minister unto you. So right now as I'm ministering to you, it is your gifts. I am unto you a gift. And the eighth gift that God gave to us through Christ is that we have all good things. We have all good things. So, these are the eight gifts that God has given to us through Christ Jesus. We are complete. Now, what are we meant to do? He said that he gave and he gave himself to be, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers, that is ministers. Now, verse 12, that is where lies our responsibility. He said that for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, what is the edifying of the body of Christ? We are the people of God. He said that all gifts are meant to equip you. So what am I doing to you right now? That is why I stated earlier that if you are here to listen to a religious sermon, you have missed the mark. But if you are here to feed your spirit, to equip yourself, to empower yourself, he said that that is what is meant to be happening here. And the moment it happens like that, he said that the, it edifies Christ. So our work on earth as Christians is that we are meant to edify Christ. Cryptocurrency. So every gift that God has given to you, every potential that God has given to you, that body, that gift is meant to, it's meant to edify Christ. Any place you find yourself, you are meant to be a representative of Christ in that area. That is one of the things I see like United Kingdom, when you see United Kingdom, how they rule different nations of the world. And as of now, even though they have left over years, yet what they instilled in us, what they instilled in us, it is still there. They have left for years. But what they instilled in us, that all gifts, all gifts are for our edifying edifying and they edify the body of Christ. So as a family member here, your work is to edify Christ. So anything that is around you must edify Christ. So if I'm doing something and it doesn't edify Christ, I need to stop it. Everything that we do, they must end up edifying Christ. If I am a manager, if I am a student, if I am a, if I am a, a worker, 
all the things I do, they must end up in edifying Christ Jesus. They must end up in edifying Christ. He says, all the gifts are meant for equipping. So right now, what am I doing to you? I am equipping you so that your life will edify Christ. That is, you are a vessel of the glory of God. You edify Christ, your daring and day out. You edify Christ. And he goes ahead to say, till we all come to the unity and the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is, Christianity is growth. When you become a Christian last year, this year, there must be a growth process. So Christianity itself is not an end. You must grow. Because if we don't grow, things that are not important, they will be highlighted among us. Things that are not of value, they will be honored among us. I've always said around me that I am ready to lose anything for the excellence of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to love a friend because it's not what I know, but because I am an edify, I'm edifying Christ in my body. At your workplace, you don't do some certain things because you edify Christ in your body. That when they want to know a Christian, they want to point to you in your household. They want to know a Christian, they want to point to you. So God is saying that this morning that we will not have a compartmentalized life where we have a church life, we have a community life. No. All our life must edify. So your work here, your growth processes, that everything you do must edify Christ in cryptocurrency. All that thing we do must edify Christ in our businesses when others are doing shortcuts and connections. No, everything you do must edify Christ. Everything you do. And he says that until we come to the perfect stature of our God, what does it mean? That is the standard what it means is that sometimes we can fail. Yes, it is allowed. Sometimes we can lose. Yes, sometimes we can get angry. Yes, it is allowed. Sometimes we can be egoistic. Yes, it is allowed. But Paul said that that is not the end of it. We have to leave all of them until we come to the state of Christ. Who did not sin when he came on it? Is that achievable? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that is what we are doing. So as we are family, we are family. As for me, no, I'm not part of the family. I'm not, I'm, I just go and listen. No, he says that we all need to put all Lego aside so that we will come to the knowledge of God. We will come to the stature of God. That we should no longer be children. Are you getting it? So we should no longer be children. That is maturity must set in. We must grow in the knowledge of God, in the word of God, your love for the word, your heart for the word, your interest in the word of God. He said, we must grow so that when we become children, the more we become children, he said that we will be tossed. So every child, you see how a child is, if, if, even if a mother shouts as a child, she will still go to the child. He said that we are tossed to and fro. So a child is tossed to and fro. He says, we'll be tossed to and fro by the doctrines and the lies of people. So that is why when you hear a vision, you are running away. You hear a revelation that you are going to die, you run away because you have not gotten, you are not gotten to the state of God, to Christ. That is, even if you tell me I'm going to die, yes, I'm ready to die because F is not my final destination. So Apostle Paul is telling us this morning that we should now grow in the knowledge of God. And he says that, that we should no longer be children that is tossed and carried away by every doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, by speaking the truth in love, and that we may grow in all things into him who is the head of Christ, in Christ Jesus, from the whole body joined together and knit together that every joint supplies because of time. He's saying that I want you to take time and read the word. He says, 
that we will speak the truth in love. And what does it mean? Speaking truth in love doesn't mean um, maybe Roger gets, uh, Roger does something wrong and you go to Roger, hey, what you did was not right. That is not what it means. Speaking truth in love is that Jesus has died for me and he has rose for me. Therefore, I am enjoying the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. So that is what he's saying here. So we speak the truth. In ASG, we speak the truth. What is the truth? We speak the truth of the word of God. We speak the truth in the midst of in the midst of failure. You speak success. That is the truth because Christ is the truth. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So the word of God is the truth. So we don't speak. So even if I'm sick in my body, I don't speak my problem. I speak the truth in love. So we don't speak the truth by necessity. We don't speak the truth by coercion. We don't speak the truth by what people think about us. We speak the truth out of love. So Paul saying that, that is what Paul said. He said, even if they kill me, I don't care. God, Jesus doesn't come to save me. I don't care. I still love him. And that is what, that was the level the, the, the old, the patrons got to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, if, even if God does not save us, we will not serve your God. Can you come to that realm this evening, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are listening to me, that you will come to a state where if God does not give you a house, you still love him. If God does not give you a car, you still love him. He said that we will come to that state. And where everybody may see me as dumb. Everybody may see me as a nobody. Everybody may see me because of the love of Christ. I'm ready to lose everything. He said we will come to that state. And, and, and our confession is that we confess this truth. I'm born of God. I cannot fail. I cannot lose. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I'm winning. Even if failure is right in your eye, you see failure just flowing up. You say, no, I'm not a failure. I'm not a loser. I'm not under curse. You declare that. You declare that to yourself. When they say that your family is cursed, you tell them, no, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. You say, we speak the truth in love. We speak the truth in love. That is the truth. The truth is the word of God. The truth is the gospel. The truth is a message of Jesus Christ that we don't compromise. And he said, when we do that, what do we do? We edify Christ. That is, we bear the emblem. We bear the symbol. We bear the mark of Christ. We bear the emblem of Christ on earth. Wherever we find ourselves this morning, that is your real nature. And God says that he has given you grace to dominate this earth. And that is the grace of God that he has given unto you. So in this family, every grace that you have, use it for God's edification. The Lord bless us this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Declare that my body edifies Christ. Yes, declare right now, my lifestyle edifies Christ. Everything I do edifies Christ. My world edifies Christ. Declare that to yourself right now. My lifestyle edifies Christ. We don't do things that the world does. And that is what I want you to know this morning. The Lord bless you.